Okay, we are in Sefer Yecheskel, Perek Mem Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Vayotzieni El HaChatzer HaChitzonu. So, in Perek Mem, we saw Yecheskel transported to Yerushalayim, not actually physically, but in a vision, where he was shown the third temple by a very strange but apparently um, celestial guest who showed him the blueprints and took him through the um, floor plan of what would be the third base Hamikdash. So the first question we had to deal with, and it's a good one, is this parrot takes place 50 years before Baish Shani. They have 50 years to go in the Golis in Bavel. Certainly, Yechezkel knows the plans of the second temple. Why are we leapfrogging over to the third temple? And the answer given is that the Kaddish Baruch who felt that the people of Bavel, that generation of the Golis, was not the one he actually wanted for the temple. What the Kaddish Baruch wants is that this temple, say the Mephorshim, be the permanent abode for the Kaddish Baruch. The Shekhinah will reside there for eternity. He will never leave it. And that somehow the generation of Bavloim were not up to the task. We know that they are criticized for not doing tshuva. They are certainly criticized for becoming much too comfortable in the Golas Bavel. We saw, or we will see, that when it's time to go back to build the temple, not so many of them go. Only 70 will go in the first wave. They have become, as has been our problem through the centuries, perhaps a little bit too comfortable in Golas. So the Kaddish Baruch Hu is skipping over by his Shani, as it were, and we are going to do by his Shlishi. So this individual, who is obviously a Malach, showing Yechezkel around, going from east to west, and so he left us off yesterday at the Ulam. And so now it says, uh, it says he brings me to the Heichal. The Heichal is what we would call the sanctuary, and beyond it is the Kadshay Kadashim. So we see that in the Gemara, in Maseches uh, Kalim, the Kedusha of the various parts of really our basic Jewish existence are ranked in ascending order of Kedusha. And it is no surprise that heading the list at the top is the Kache Kedushim, the Holy of Holies. We know that <clears throat> no one was allowed to go in there except the Kohen Gadol, and that was just one time a year. Second, to the Kadshay Kedoshim will be the Heichal itself, the 
outer court where you did the korbanos. So now, by Yotzeyeniel HaChotzer, I'm sorry that the Kodesh Baruch now takes me to the Heichal, and there uh, I am shown exactly the dimensions, etc. And as we did yesterday, because rather than go over each dimension, which just teaches us the Tzvachim and Amos and converting Tzvachim to Amos, rather let's concentrate on the highlights thereof. So one of the questions we have to deal with is, and it's a major question, are we actually going to build this third temple? Is that what is going to happen, that man is going to build it or the king will build it? Or we have a tradition that the bias <coughs> is going to descend whole from the heavens. It is going to have been built uh, and just come down intact, in total. So this um, swara is a very uh, controversial one, subject to a great machlokes. Rashi, Tosros, Rambam, all have their own shitas. Um, so that we learn in Masech Tesukas, where there is a sort of theoretical discussion of do we suspend Yom Tov, the prohibitions of Yom Tov, to build the Beis HaMikdash. And Rashi and Tosfos on that sugya, which is Dach Mem Aleph, Amud uh, Aleph, say that no, we have a tradition that the Bayashlishi is going to descend in toto from the Shomayim. And that therefore man is not going to build a temple. Rambam violently disagrees uh, in Perik Achadasar of Halachos Melochim, and allow me to read it to you. HaMelech HaMashiach, Perik Aleph, HaMelech HaMashiach Otid La'amod U'Lachzir Malchus Beis David L'Shona HaRishona U'Bonei Mikdash. It lists the things he's going to do. The king, who is the Melech HaMashiach, is going to build that temple. It is man-made. It is not appear by magic from the Shamayim. Therefore, says the Rambam, and this is pretty strong, one who doesn't believe this, who isn't waiting for that temple to be man-made at the appropriate time, is kofar, is denying and blaspheming the very principles of the Torah. That is pretty strong language from the Rambam. So which is it? Is it a temple coming down intact miraculously? Is it a temple being built by man? Uh, one of the Mephoshim takes a middle position saying that it is a binyan mamash. It is built, constructed by man. But what's going to happen is that the neshama, the soul of that body at the temple, is going to come down from the shamayim. It's sort of a <clears throat> conforming position. So it's an interesting discussion. We are not sure whether 
Yechezkel is correct in assuming it is going to be a mamash constructed building. Anyway, also I might add, Nachem, uh, the bracha or the prayer we say in Shmon Esrei on Mincha on fast days, seems to agree with Rashi and Tosvos. And if you will allow me to read it to you, we pray the Kaddish Baruch Hu, um, that just as you, Kiata Hashem Barosh Hitzata, as you destroyed it with fire, Ube'esh Ata Atid Seha, you in the future will build it with fire, meaning we subscribe to that concept of it coming down. There's a delightful measure that teaches us that every mitzvah we do adds a brick to that temple that is constructed in the sky and will eventually descend. On the contrary side, every Alveira we do takes away a brick from the building. So pick your side. It is a big machokas. There is no assurance that it is going to be man-made. So we continue. Now we come after the Heichal, um, to the Kadshe Kedoshim. And the Kadshe Kedoshim is the subject of very strenuous argument and discussion. Because the Kadshe Kedoshim is different. It's different in many respects to the Bayes Rishon and to the Bayes Shani. Uh, most important is there's no mention of the Aaron and the Luchos. That was the centerpiece of the Kachri Kedoshim. We know that the Aaron and the Luchos were buried underneath, so in, in the first temple, hidden right underneath. So in the second temple, it's as if it's there, there is no Luchos. We don't construct another Aaron. But most important, uh, besides the Luchos and the Aaron, is that there is no mention of Kalim. There's no mention of, of um, menorahs. There's just terrific omissions. And we get the answer perhaps in Pasuk Chafalf of our paper. And allow me to read it to you. Yechezkel is describing um, his view of the Kachet production where he looks into it through this virtual tour. By Yolichenu al Hashar to the gate, and Vihinei Kemod al Yisrael, the glory of God is upon me, Bami Derech HaKadim, and continues, Umare Hamare Asher Ra'isi, I am sorry, that is Hosek Gimel. Umare Hamare Asher Ra'isi, that which I saw, and suddenly he stops. The, it does not make sense, that particular apostle. In other words, I look into the Kodshe Kedoshim and I see what I see. He just like breaks off the sentence. Um, let me get that exactly. That Kineyamida Esmucha Om that I see, Marisi Reisi, 
I see, but what do I see? It breaks off in the middle, and the reason, say the Mephorshim, is what he sees. He is blinded by a ray of light, and he sees that the Shrina is there in that Bayeshlishi in the Kachet Kedoshim. Remember, the first and only other time he is transported to the base Hamikdash, Yechezkel witnesses the Shekhinah tragically withdrawing from the Kotche Kedoshim. Now he sees it returning, and it is just shocking. It is spellbinding to him. He cannot even speak. He realizes that the Shekhinah is there, and now it is there to reside permanently. Now, Pasuk Chaf Beis in the Perak. Um, he speaks of the Mizbeach. And what happens, he goes right into the Shulchan. Um, it doesn't make sense. He speaks about the Mizbeach, and then the next sentence, and so the Shulchan was there. Why is the Mizbeach suddenly disappearing and the Shulchan taking its place? Why do we switch? Moreover, which Mizbeach is he talking about? We know there's a Mizbeach Ola and there's a Mizbeach Hazaha. Is he speaking about the Ola? Is he speaking about the Mizbeach, the golden altar where we gave the Mizbeach? Also, why no description, as we've said, of the Kalim uh, in the Kachay Kedoshim? No, no, the menorah, the ark we've spoken about already. There's just terrific omissions. There's the break-off, and there is that sudden diversion to the Shulchan. And the Gemara gives us a, a beautiful answer back in Mesech um, Brachos, Nunhei Amud Aleph, using our Pasuk as a jumping off point. It is written, HaMizbeach eight Shalosh Amos, HaMizbeach was of wood, and then the next thing it says, It begins with the altar, but it just glides into the Shulchan. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Elazar, the Amri, Travayu both say, Kozman, Shebeis Hamikdash Kayam, as long as the Beis Hamikdash was standing, Mizbeach, Mechaper El Yisrael. The Mizbeach, the altar, is the vehicle of forgiveness. That's how you got Kapara through the Korbanos. But, Achshav, since the temple has been destroyed, Shulchano shall Adam Mechaper Allah. A man's table is Mechaper for him. In other words, the Mizbeach. The focus of the Mizbeach, the task of the Mizbeach, has switched to the Shulchan. What does that mean? It means that our tables have become like the Mizbeach in our acts of charity, in our feeding the poor, in our teaching our children, in the center of the family's existence. It is now the Shulchan that is the center of our lives. How we are judged, 
how we are forgiven, how we are held to a standard comes from our behavior at the Shulchan. And again, most of it is to do the mitzvahs, to feed the poor, to house the poor. Um, there was a beautiful minhag in mid-century France, in the 14th, 15th century, that the people would take their shulchan and instructed that when they died, it was to be converted to the wood of their coffin, because that was what they were taking with them to Olam Haba, the mitzvot, etc. So we see that the shulchan replaces it. We also see that this tour we are getting, there are many controversies, many in questions, many imperfections, as the Rambam says, it's just, it's not unambiguous. There are many, many problems. We will continue tomorrow in Yitzhashem when we're shown the courtyards, the chatzeros, which are very impressive in this space. Remember we said the square footage is somewhere like 9,500,000 as opposed to 250,000 in the old, in the bias Rishon. So in Yitzhashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Perak Mem Gimel, make sure you are there. Ad Khan.